Father, we ask that you would allow us to recognize Jesus for who he is and welcome him into our hearts, our lives, as he is. Not what we want, but as he is. Yes. Open our eyes to see Jesus today and help us to continue to see him as he is. Not just momentarily, yes. but till the end of our lives. We thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Okay. So I think I'm going to title my sermon, Kachil. Everybody say, Kachil. Kachil is an Indonesian word for small. Okay? Kachil. Everybody say, Kachil. Now, so after Philippines Powerful, we went to Indonesia, right? So the rest, uh, six of us came back, and then two of us flew from Philippines to Mentawe, Indonesia. You know, when I was younger, <laughs> even like a few years younger than I am right now, when I go on mission trip, the harder it is, more dangerous it is, I would get so excited. Oh my gosh, I could actually die. You know what? You know what? It's so difficult. It's going to be physically so difficult. Yeah, yeah, right? I would get excited. The harder it is, more dangerous it is. This trip was different, guys. It was hard. It was hard. And I wasn't excited. It was just hard. I don't know if you can see, I'm peeling everywhere. I have to be, I mean, to get there, I, you don't know how many planes I have to go on, right? Ferries, right? Hours. And then, and then I have to go on canoe boat from village to village. Because there's, you can't go there in a car or, right? So you have to go. Sun is hot. It's hot, right? And, and I'm tired. I'm jet lagged. I'm exhausted, right? And I'm, I'm like, ah, it hurts. My head was hurting. And then all of a sudden it's so hot. But then all of a sudden it's raining hard and we're getting soaked. And then we get off, right? In a village, these are four primitive, we went to five primitive villages, okay? When I went there nine years ago, these villages did not have a church. And we started sewing in, sewing in, and sewing in, right? And we started praying. Now, there's two churches in these four villages, okay? And two villages still don't have a church there. So we would have to go like hour to two hours in a canoe up the river, Right? And then every time we get to we get to a village, it will rain hard. And when we get off, it's muddy. Like our foot would like go deep in in the in the mud. And then it's not like they have a bridge, it's like man-made, it's like shaky, right? And and like we took another church, right? And they're like, <laughs> right? And I'm like, I know, right? Before I'd be like, isn't this exciting, right? I'm like, ah, I would laugh, right? But I'm like, oh god, right? Because it was hard. And, and can I can TMI? Is TMI okay? Yeah. I'm so sorry for people who hate TMI. I'm so jet lagged and I'm so tired. I had diarrhea from village to village. By the third village, I was like, oh, I gotta go, I gotta go, right? And I'm like, I went to one church and we sewed into it. 
Okay, we sewed into that church building, right? When we got into, where's the bathroom? I go in, wooden shack. I go in, I just want to cry just thinking about it. There were millions of mosquitoes. But I was like, I can't. God, I can't. But like, I'm like this. Before, like two minutes, I'm spraying mosquitoes. Like people are in line, right? I don't care. And I'm thinking, why, Jesus, why? Why?" And I spray as much as I can. And you know, it's one of those where you have to do this. Right? The whole time I'm like, don't bite me. Don't wait from me. Right? They had a buffet. Oh, no. It's hard. I guess eight, I'm like, how long can I do this, God? This, like when I went nine years ago, it was harder. The ferry I went on had cockroaches this big all over my body, everywhere. Moth, thousands and thousands, moth filled the bar. I'm so excited nine years ago. Yeah, yeah, for the, for the gospel, man, right? But they, they, you know, Indonesia, they advanced. The ferry had AC mm. with nice chairs. But even then, I was like, you know, a couple of small, small cockroaches. I'm like, <laughs> right. it was hard. And when we were on the uh, canoe boat, and actually, when I went nine years ago, we had to actually rent tip from somebody. And But Living Hope, we sewed into it. Now, our partner there has a canoe of their own because wow. Living Hope. We paid for it, right? So in that canoe, the the water was low. So often our pastor there would have to get out on the on the river and push it into the like little bit deeper area because it, it wouldn't move, right? He did that like every ten minutes. Wow. And, like, and one time, one time, I like we got into a big current and out of nowhere he jumped off and he held onto the canoe and he went underwater. And I was like, Later, we the boat was our canoe was gonna capsule, right? And to save us, he sacrificed himself. Wow. He went barefoot, mud this way, he was pulling, pushing while we were just sitting in the canoe. <laughs> Still complete. This is too hard, it's so hard, right? After all, right, we got to encourage the 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 you know couple of Christians that live in those villages and we got to pray for them, right? At the end, we looked at the pastor and said, we are so sorry. And thank you so much. Like, I don't even know how I could demonstrate what that man went through all day. Like, what we went through, and it was so hard for me, is nothing compared to what that man was willing to do. And so we said, Pastor Pasaribu, thank you so much. You got you, 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 you got through so much for us. Thank you. And you know what he said? He said, everything we went through today, any good chill, he said, good chill. It's small. I was like, what? You know why? He said, why? Because Jesus died for me. What Jesus did on the, on the cross for me Compared to what Jesus did, everything that we went through, could chill. Wow. 
at that time, the conviction hit the whole team. We're like, I'm sorry, Jesus. Everybody said, could chill. Look to your neighbor and said, it's small. Look to the other neighbor and say, it's small. You know, compared to what Jesus did, it's small. I want you to look at Matthew 21, verses 4 through 5. It says, all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell the daughters of Zion, behold, your king, everybody say king, is coming to you lowly, sitting on a donkey, a colt, the foal of a donkey. You know, in ancient Israel, there are two ways a king will come to your city. One way is ride on a white horse. Second way is to ride on a donkey. If a king, a king from another nation come, is coming towards your city on a white horse, it means war. It means I am coming to fight you. And so then they have to prepare to fight. But if they look and they see a king coming towards you on a donkey, it means I come in peace. Now, Jesus, knowing that less than a week later, he's going to be crucified. He tells his disciples, go get a donkey. God prepared the donkey. Go get it. And so he gets it. And Jesus sits on the donkey to tell his people, I'm coming to you, but I have no controversy with you. Even though you are, you, you know, what's crazy was, for a moment, everybody say moment. Moment. For a moment, they recognized Jesus for who he is. Yeah, right. And they said, Hosanna, Hosanna, which means save now. You know what that means? They recognized Jesus as a savior, as a Messiah. For a moment, they recognized Jesus. And so they brought donkey. Let's, let's look at it. I want you to look at verses 7 through 9. They brought the donkey and the coat. Right? They lay their clothes on them. Okay? And they set him on the donkey. And a very great multitude spread their clothes on the road. Others cut down branches from the trees. They spread them on the road. Then the multitude who followed cried out, saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. They brought the donkey. I have no controversy with you. Think about it, you guys. 2019, the spirit of this age is characterized by offense. Spirit of this age is offended by anything, everything. Isn't it true? Benjamin and I, we mentor a lot of pastors, and 99% of the things that they struggle with is because their members have problem with this in the Bible, with that in the Bible. They have controversy with the way we do this. Oh, we don't do this enough. We do this more than enough. Everything is con. What Christians, not non-Christians, Christians. Right, right. And we don't even know how much, as sons and daughters of God, we are being influenced by the spirit of this age. But even knowingly. Jesus is saying, I come to you and I have no controversy with you. They see Jesus coming down on a donkey and they took their clothes and they laid it. You know what that shows? Their surrender. Jesus, we see you and we surrender to who you are. 
we surrender, right? This is just close to, to see Jesus for who he is, laying down what's on you. It's, it's kachil. Yeah. Ever say kachil? Kachil. Tithing, it's kachil. It's not a big deal compared to what Jesus did. Yeah. You understand? Coming to waking up Sunday morning when you want to sleep in. Yeah. It's kachil, guys. Yeah. It's kachil. It's small compared to what Jesus did. And the spirit of this age says, keep all your clothes on. But when we recognize Jesus, it's a small thing for us to surrender yeah. and put our trust. Hmm? Yeah. Jesus, the Bible says, he came to his home, his own, and they rejected him. Yeah. He knew. The same people who's crying out, Hosanna, Hosanna, in a, less than a week later will cry out, crucify him, crucify him. How often... As sons and daughters of God, as Christians, thank you, Jesus, you're so good. And then a week later, do you even love me? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. You love her, but not me. How often do we scream Hosanna and something goes wrong and we say, crucify him? Wow. Hmm? How often do we do that ourselves? You know, I believe God is saying, can you recognize me for who I am in your life? And can you recognize me for more than a moment, for more than a day, for more than a week? Hmm? You know, um, because I have to get on so many flights, so I went from San Francisco, right, to Incheon, Korea. And then get out, right, and then find the right gate, and from Incheon, Korea, we have to go to Manila, right, and then from Manila, we have to get out, right, when we were done with the ministry, we have to get to the right gate, get on the flight to Malaysia, right, and this crazy airline that we bought the ticket, right? We bought from Manila to Medan, Indonesia, but we had to stop in Malaysia, and this airline made us get out, go through the custom, pick up our bags, and then resend it again, right? So we get to Malaysia, go through all that, get to the right gate, right? And then get on another flight to Medan. And then we gotta go through the customs and find our bags and get on another flight from Medan to go to Padang, right? And then once we got to Padang, we have to get on a boat, right? And then for hours. And then once we got to the Matawe Island, we have to get on, right? The canoe. And then coming back, I have to go through all that to come back. But going through all that, God gave me a revelation. It's not enough for you to buy the right ticket to the right place. You have to get there on time. But if you go there too late, you just wasted your money. But it's not enough for you to get to the airport on time. You have to go to the right gate. We're waiting in Malaysia and we're trying to get in and this one lady is trying to get in and they stopped her and she's like, why? You're on the wrong gate. This is going to Medan, Indonesia. You're trying to go to Vietnam. But she's like, what? Not realize 
often you want to get to the right place you have to get to the right gate but often Christians we go to the wrong gate and we fight the attendance why won't you let me get in it's the grace of God the attendant is not letting you in because if they let you in you're going to end up in the wrong place how often have you been fighting with the spiritual attendance right in the wrong gate you see, these people, right, they were at the wrong gate when they were saying, crucify him. For a moment, they were at the right gate, right? Oftentimes, right, God is taking us to a place, a higher realm of faith, higher, a deeper realm in the spirit. But, right, and in that place, God is asking, come to the gate of surrender. Come to the gate of trust. Even though you can't see it, even though you can't feel it, come to the gate of surrender and trust me. But oftentimes, we go to the wrong gate. I don't understand God. You go to a gate of controversy. Why? If you are God, why would you why wouldn't you save them? If you are God, why did you let this happen? Yeah. Uh, wrong gate. Yeah. Wow, come on. Yeah. Wrong gate. Yeah. I want you to look at your neighbor and ask, are you at the right gate? Hmm? Wrong gate. Are you recognizing Jesus in your life right now? Or are you crying about being forsaken? Are you rejecting Jesus in your life right now because he doesn't look like what you expect him to look like? Because he's not doing what you expected him to do. We have to be at the right gate, yeah. fighting the right battle of faith. We don't want to waste time fighting the wrong fight. That's good. You know, like I said earlier, this trip was difficult. I struggled. You know why I struggled? Because normally there's a current. Like, there's a spiritual current of how I've been flowing on the mission field, okay? I know nothing. I have nothing. But when I'm on the mission field, I know what to do. When I see an opportunity, I don't, right? I jump on it, right? There's a special current that I move in the spirit on the mission field. And you know what? In this trip, there's a current, and I want to go on it, and God's like, restraining me. Don't. We see a sick child. And I want to go pray and bring revival. God is restraining me. I'm like, I don't understand. But I'm supposed to flow this way. And God would restrain me. And I was like, oh, but, you know, obedience is better than sacrifice, right? Yeah. So I've learned this. Okay, then I'm going to obey you. Oh, God, are you sure? <laughs> because if, I, if we pray for this child hmm. and this child gets healed, glory goes to you and everybody on this boat. Like, we could preach and they could all receive Jesus. Yeah, right, right. He's restraining them. Oh, are you sure? And I felt so uncomfortable. Mm. Like, let me flow. Stop. And I would obey. And as soon as I obey, the accusation of the enemy comes in my head. Oh, it's because, it's not because God said don't do it. It's because you have no faith. Mm. I was like, what? Right? So from Philippines to Indonesia, like I'm trying, I want to flow, but God is stopping that flow of the current that I know of, right? And then, and then when I came back, 
Sunday, last Sunday I came back. After fighting that accusation, I found myself surrendering to that accusation. Even though I obeyed, I promise. I felt the spirit restraining me and I obeyed. But then when I came back, I felt judged and accused. So Monday night, I go to 21 days of prayer and I'm on my knees. And I'm just weeping. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm repenting. I'm sorry, God. I don't know. I've been teaching our people that we got to press in through the spiritual realm. But I think I've been walking in flesh. Maybe I'm still in the physical realm. Uh, I start to, oh, I'm repenting. And as I'm repenting, I hear the Lord kind of laughing. He's like, what are you talking about, Sonny? I was like, huh? Right? And then God showed me. So on my way to prayer, Benjamin tells me this story. So a few weeks ago, a Muslim, former Muslim man, comes to our church, okay, from Middle East. Never believed in Jesus, never set his foot in a church building. He comes in, right? And, and like you could tell, I was there, it was obvious God was all over him. Right? So like, whoa. But we didn't know he was Muslim. We didn't know he was from Middle East, right? And but like when we were praying for him, it was like whole, like he was shaking, he was crying, right? And after the service, I asked him that Sunday, it's like, what did you experience? And he said, All I can say is that I'm from Iran. I've never put my foot in a church building before. But all I can say is that I tasted. I was like, oh, so powerful, right? Yeah. And then I went, right? And then Benjamin tells me, you know that man? I was like, yeah, I had dinner with him. And you know what he told me? That first, that Sunday, he was at Living Hope. He said, he saw Jesus. He didn't dream. His eyes opened, just looking around. He saw Jesus. He said, when your wife was on the platform, sharing a story and she said holy spirit and when she said holy spirit jesus appeared on the cross behind her mm. oh my gosh <laughs> a man from middle east who doesn't believe in jesus saw jesus behind me I'm like, oh, that is, and then he came to 21 days of prayer, uh, 21 days of prayer, and then he saw Jesus, he saw Jesus twice, guys, he saw Jesus twice, how powerful is that, right, our vision is God truly among us, and he was truly among us, right, so powerful, so 21 days of prayer, I'm repenting, I feel like I did something wrong, it felt like God had controversy with me because I have no faith, like I walked in obedience, something came over me, and I was like, oh, I'm sorry, God, I'm so sorry, and God's like, what are you talking about? Even before you went on this mission trip, Jesus appeared behind you, and you know what he said? It's not even about you anyway. It's not even about how powerful you are, how much faith you have, or how little faith. It's about the cross. It's about about. I'm pleased with you. You have
have a good fight of faith. And you know what he said? He took me all the way back to 2017 and 2018. Sonny, I know it has been the darkest years of your life. But you still stood where I called you to stand. You fought a good fight of faith. I don't have controversy with you. Rather, it's the opposite. I am so pleased with you. Sonny, I am so pleased with you. And I remember, Nicole, remember? I was just weeping, right? Nicole and I, we take turns weeping, right? <laughs> I'm just weeping, not because I'm sad, not because I feel weak, but because I felt so affirmed, mm. so seen yeah. yeah. and known. I felt so strong in the Lord, even though in this season I felt the weakest, even though I felt like I couldn't do much for God, even though when I look at my hands, I don't have enough, I don't have what it takes. I'm old now. Mosquitoes bother me now. Hot sun bother me now. When I see my skin peeling, it bothers me now. <laughs> Even then, even when I cry out, God, maybe I just don't have what it takes anymore. Mm. Maybe you have to choose somebody else younger, mm. somebody else who's more powerful and anointed. Mm. I'm sorry that I don't have what it takes anymore. Even when I felt that, God said, no, it's not even about your strength anyway, Sonny. You didn't even know when three weeks ago, when you were sharing, you didn't even know Jesus appeared behind you. But you know what? When it's time, when it's time for me to reach people, even when you don't know, I still use you. That's right. I have no controversy with you. You know what I hear the Lord saying to each one of you? I have no controversy with you. But God, I haven't been praying. I know our church is doing 21 days of prayer and I've never been to, I haven't even gone once. You know what God is saying? I have no controversy with you. But God, we're all supposed to fast on Saturday, but I keep forgetting and I ate. Buffet. <laughs> Even so, God said, my son, my daughter, I have no controversy with you. Some of you, you feel like when nothing's going wrong, something is wrong. Or at least something is about to go wrong. Those are the spirit of this age trying to steal your peace that is right fully yours. You see, when Jesus came, entered into Jerusalem on a donkey, he says, my peace I give you. The peace that the world does not understand. He came to give you peace. Not a momentary peace, but peace that lasts eternally. He came on a donkey to give you and I peace. Oh, but I don't know how to hear you. Oh, but I don't know how to pray. Oh, oh, I hear about all this mission trip. I never want to go on a mission trip. Is that okay? Oh, God. I have no controversy with you. Hmm? I remember sharing this with our staff. And this is what Daniel said to me. He's like, P.S., I feel like, you know, in the past, like, you're the front line, you know, fighting with the sword. Yeah. But in this season, 
God took away the sword because he wants to fight with your words. And as you fight with your words, sons and daughters of God will rise up with the sword and fight. You're just not used to that. That current I was talking about, I'm so used to being in the front with the sword. But God is saying, stay in the back. Use your words and empower your sons and daughters. Empower your leaders. And you know, I was like, when Daniel said that, it all made sense. The puzzles actually fit. Because you know why we went to Mentawe? The reason why we went to Mentawe was because we want to activate other local churches to do missions powerfully. So we took another church from New Jersey, and we said, what we did in Nias, you could do it where we have our orphanage and our pastors, right? You could do that in Mentawe. So it's like a scouting trip for them. And the whole time, the whole time, right, when we have to like discuss something important, I would tell pastor from that church and say, okay, say this and do this, right? And behind. And then she'd be like, she would speak to them, right? And so I spoke with my word, but she did it in action. I was like, Daniel, that's exactly what we did in Mentawe. I think often, often, when God is taking you from one season to the next, you see, your last season may have worked when you just did QT once a week. Yeah. Yeah. But in this next season, that doesn't work, guys. You still feel like you're far away from God because it's a different current that God wants to take you into. God is inviting you. I have no controversy with you, but will you, will you respond back and say, I have no controversy with you? What keeps this generation from entering into that new current where God wants to take us is offense. Is I don't understand this in the Bible. I don't understand this in the church. You walk in offense and controversy. Something's wrong. Something's wrong with me. Something's wrong with her. Something's wrong with their leaders. Something's wrong with the pastors. Something's wrong that God didn't do such and such. We walk in controversy. We walk. And that keeps us from entering in to this new current of peace. I have no controversy with you. But what worked in the last current will not work in this new current. And God is saying, do not reject. Do not reject. Don't wait until you understand. You know, Ben and I were in LA doing youth conference. And he talked about his testimony that he used to memorize the Word of God in King James Version and then when he was little. And he's like, 90%, I didn't understand. I didn't understand what I was reading. But I knew from a young age, the Word of God is powerful even when I don't understand. And he's saying, 40-something years later, what I didn't understand that I meditated on is feeding me. Many years later, what I didn't understand, because the power is not in your understanding. The power is in the Word of God. God is saying, stop. Stop rejecting. From coming into this current where you receive the Word of God for what it is, not 
the way you understand it or you yeah. don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. Do you understand? God is saying, I have no controversy with you. Will you jump into the river of my word, of my spirit? So Everybody say, it's good chill. It's small. Whatever you're going through, I'm not trying to make something small what is big to you. You know what? In reality, yeah. When I struggled on the mission field, it was real, man. I hated those mosquitoes. Walking in that mud, I didn't enjoy it. It wasn't fun. You hear me? I'm not making something big, small. But you know what? Compared to what Jesus did, whatever you're struggling with, you hear? Before the word of God, before your king of peace, it's a chill. It's small. So will you, can you respond to God and say, God, just as you have no controversy with me, I have no controversy with you. He's pleased with every one of you. No matter what you did well or didn't do well. Will you believe? Amen. Will you believe? Amen. Will you receive that affirmation from the Prince of Peace that is here with us today? I want you to rise up. As worship team comes, I just want to do some prayer. I want you to pray this prayer after me. Okay? Say, in Jesus' name. Jesus. Come on. I want you to say it with all the faith that you could store up. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I reject, I reject the spirit of this age. The of this age. I, reject I reject the spirit of offense. In Jesus' name. And I open my heart to the Prince of Peace. I open my heart to the voice of God, to the words of God that says, I have no controversy with you. All is well. Nothing is wrong. You lack nothing. So Holy Spirit, we're not that say Holy Spirit, we welcome you. In our, in our midst, in my mind, in my, mind. In my, heart. In my heart. We want to be, be your sons and daughters that you lead, that you disciple, that we will not be discipled by the spirit of this age, but we will be your church that is discipled by the spirit of Christ. In Jesus' name. You don't have to repeat this. I'm going to pray for you. And then we're going to sing one song. And then we'll go from there. Amen. So God, I thank you that you are here among us with your peace. I have no controversy with you. I have nothing against you. I love you. I am well pleased with you. For you are my son. For you are my daughter. You see, being on the cross, it was painful. 
the peace that surpasses all understanding. Come on. Allow the Prince of Peace to quiet down every controversy in your mind, every controversy in your heart, accusing you, accusing the ones that you love, accusing the body of Jesus, even accusing God. Come on. Allow the peace of Jesus Christ to enter in. 